0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the You Thought Podcast. I am your host, Wyatt, with the regular cast of goons, Aiden, Bart, Jared, and Lucas. Uh, some news we missed, and it's almost news that we missed because the NBA starts here at the end of October. DeAndre Ayton has a stalled contract, talks with the Phoenix Suns. They're reluctant to give him a max contract, so that's kind of caused some issues there. I would too. and That would be Andrew Wiggins, I, was say, I wouldn't give it, him one. Yeah, as well. Sorry. yeah, I wouldn't Not give him yet. one. Not yet, Uh Not yet. You don't have to pay these guys early anyway. Andrew Wiggins finally got vaccinated after his own research concluded he would miss out on nine million dollars in home <laughs> game checks. So, finally, glad that he uh, let science prove that one for him. Didn't uh, he? He
1: said something like, "Like, yeah, I got vaccinated." We'll see where my health's at in 10 years now, or something like that. <laughs> oh, That's
0: awesome. Another $9 million. Sure. Thing takes, really, to, yeah, his
2: my knees are going to be broken yeah. down.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: It's going to have, it's gonna have nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, I, how much do you think it costs to remove a microchip? It can not be more than like you know, <laughs> a couple million
3: dollars. Or so. It's like this it's free to get put in, apparently. <laughs>
0: Uh, more than an iPhone you know. And uh, keep the laughter up Because that's all I did on Saturday uh, Notre Dame falls to number 7
2: Cincinnati oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> Destroying Jared's preseason prediction Of a 12-0 season for the Irish uh, Everyone went and saw the game in person So Jared, did it hurt more Because you guys saw it in person Or did you guys always know that Notre Dame Was going to let you down
2: this question's a false dichotomy, first off. It can be both. <laughs> but uh, it did hurt seeing the loss, as this was the first time I've seen Notre Dame lose live since 2017 <laughs> against Georgia. Uh, cur- so, current seniors at Notre Dame, I was reminded of this by some kids that were freshmen when I was a senior, and now they're seniors. They had never seen Notre Dame lose live or at home, I should say, until this game. So, that was pretty sad. Um,. I mean we're, yeah, we're just Notre Dame's just not a good team this year. You know, like we know we knew it that if they after seeing the first couple games, if they did go 12 0, they'd get blown out by Bama or Georgia, whoever they played. We've been squeaking by. And all our problems were like on display this game. We kinda obviously, like, O line again didn't really play that well. Turnovers were terrible. We gifted them like fourteen points in the first half. Um and I read You guys should check this out, actually. Brian Driscoll of Irish Illustrated, uh, he he wrote an article about, like, kind of the Brian Kelly era and painted, like, a really bleak picture. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man. Uh, If you look at, like, I never gave Brian Kelly crap for losing the AP top five teams or whatever because, like, almost every program loses those games. But uh, from 2019 to this year, we're 5-5 in top 25 matchups, at least in, in, in games where both of us were ranked in the top 25. Granted, two of them are Tabama and Clemson, but the other ones were like Cincy this year, Michigan in twenty nineteen, Georgia in twenty nineteen. So even like the semi big games we haven't really been prepared for. Which, you know, I, I definitely respect Brian Kelly, thinks he's a good I think he's a good coach overall, but that is hard to ignore. And also, Brian Driscoll pointed out is that our O line is not young. Like it's like oh we're a young team, like we're going to develop our O-line is actually not young at all. I didn't realize this. We have two grad seniors and we have a sixth so we have a sixth and fifth year senior and then a senior in Jarrett Patterson. Between them there's 61 career starts. And I don't really understand actually how we're how we are this bad. Brian Driscoll is like it's it's on the O-line coaching at this point or recruiting and that's pretty worrying. That like it's not that like oh we're just young. This team's gonna be really good in two years. We don't really have that guarantee <laughs> right now. So I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of sad. I think Brian Kelly's definitely been able to turn around programs like pretty quickly, uh, even within Notre Dame, right? So it's still to be seen. But um, yeah, it was pretty concerning, pretty deflating for sure. I, I knew like we weren't gonna be a championship team this year, but. Definitely seeing that, and like seeing Cincinnati celebrate like it was the Super Bowl, and everything was uh pretty tough. Yeah, I mean to
4: add some color to the O line and how bad it is this year in the FBS, they're um they're only rushing for eighty yards per game, which is eighth worst. No. They have two point three yards per rush, which is third worst, and they're allowing five point three sacks per game, which is also third worst. This is among hundred twenty some teams, like it's just. No, know. We were talking about this. I think when we were there, there was a Reddit comment that's like that offensive line is a crime against humanity, and it it is. It's just so bad. I, I think the term was <laughs> and, human rights violation. And like,
3: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, well,
4: I, <laughs> I mean, both are both are effectively true at this point. It's just it's just bad to watch. And then like, I don't know. Kelly's insistence upon. Just like, the, the ridiculous quarterback rotation as well. Just, like, sticking with Cone to start when he very... Like, I'm sure Jack Cone is fine if he has an offensive line around him, but he just, like, can't perform... Like, if the pocket's collapsing, he either steps up right into a sack or, tries, or and then he can't escape out the back and he just gets sacked if he doesn't. uh, Tyler Buckner is just, like... I was big on him earlier in the season. I don't... He's not ready to play yet. Like, the interception he threw this past week proved it. The offense, like... <laughs> Is not dynamic when he's in there because they know they're just gonna run it. Like he they like there's no guessing game of what is happening when Tyler Buckner's mm-hmm. in the game. He's either gonna run it or throw an interception. And neither <laughs> and both are predictable outcomes. And I think like this week showed too that like Pine is the best shot that like they have going forward. He wasn't like great Did it either. it show that? Nine, no. You don't think so? Uh they we only
2: scored a point because of a turnover.
4: Yeah, <clears> but he st- least touched he scored, down. you know. Yeah. I don't know. The, the throw to Lindsay was nice. Like, he wasn't good either. He was 9 for 22. Oh, boy, I he, think, like, he also led a comparatively to everybody drive that, else. Yeah, there
1: like, was a long drive that he led. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he led a normal scoring yeah. drive as well. Like, they scored 14 points when he came in. And, like, okay. there was a the big drop from Kevin Austin, right, that would have, like, put them in good position uh, yeah. to go ahead. And, like, I, he played better than the other two. I, like, I just think it's, like... <sighs> It's tough. Yeah. Like they're just they're just bad this year. Like I think they'll probably end up like eight and four, nine and three at this point. I think that's like a reasonable expectation. <laughs> Tides
3: have not, turned. Oh my gosh. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't feel like eleven and one is that outrageous. Still.
2: It's not. Yeah. It's not outrageous. <laughs> when you look at our schedule.
3: Cincinnati was supposed to beat us. Okay, maybe not because it was at home, but they were. We I mean, we... I still think they're clearly the better team. It's like we shouldn't probably have been ranked even remotely as high as them in the first place. Yeah,
1: Lucas. Who are the other three losses to?
4: Um, I don't know. I just kind of said that number. I'll pull this <laughs> the real quick. Uh, yeah. I think I I think that they'll lose maybe this weekend too to the Virginia Tech. No, no. they're three one. They're not bad. I think USC has looked like honestly not bad since they fired Clay Helton.
1: Are um, you kidding? They, they lost to Oregon State. Stanford. Yeah, but they they killed no.
4: Colorado, so you know that's okay. fine. Um, Colorado exists just to be killed
1: yeah
3: exactly Um, they are the uh, Buffaloes
4: Stanford Stanford beat Oregon (laughs) that could be a loss you know Um, I don't know looking at it maybe I think actually there's maybe I'd say one to two more I'd say 10 and 2, 9 and 3 is still like achievable but
1: I don't know
2: yeah, it'll oh, be a really if
1: it is eleven and one or ten and two, it's gonna be a pretty sad eleven and one or ten and yeah, two. Yeah, it, it just, will be. Yeah, but hey, we're not, not out of get the walloped yet. Walloped in
3: the bowl game. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I, <laughs> is it better to get walloped by Bam in the playoff or in the bowl game against <laughs> Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it hurts more that uh, Notre Dame paid Cincinnati like one point <laughs> two million dollars to play mm-hmm. them and then lost and. Uh, you know, at this point That's not I don't know how you could do anything but expect <laughs> to just completely blow it at some point during the season. <laughs> and if it wasn't now it was against yeah. it would have been against Stanford, <laughs> or at worst it would have been like a forty to three win- a loss against Alabama. So I said it yeah uh I think a couple weeks ago. If you have two or three starting quarterbacks, you have zero starting quarterbacks. And I just I thought that that was a stupid move (laughs) by Brian Kelly to go with with a multiple different quarterback rotation. It doesn't work ever. It has never worked in the history of football where a team has like gone to win the championship with a solid quarterback rotation throughout the entire year. And
2: that's probably not true. I'd have to look that up, but I feel like. okay. Yeah, in 1945,
0: Jared, when when it works, then (laughs) I'll I'll use my words. But I had a conversation with my dad, and and we both agree. Brian Kelly recruits, and then he just kind of still plays his own system. And he doesn't play around necessarily to the strengths of a lot of the guys. And, you know, talk about hot seats a little bit. I wouldn't be too shocked if Brian Kelly has kind of ran his course there at Notre Dame, and maybe he's turned it around as far as it needs to go. But, look, I'll be honest, he just does not win the big game. And if you're a team uh, blue blood like Notre Dame, you got to start winning some big <laughs> games. Where's your Heisman level quarterback? Because that seems to be the the kind of standard uh, for for uh, quarterbacks, at least a championship winning quarterbacks now at this point.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's definitely. Outside true. of what was like, what's the safety's name? He's good, but I mean, Quentin Nelson. Is like their ne- is their last like stud if I can recall off the top of my head. Chase oh, Claypool,
3: Kamora fans in shambles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ian Book fan. are okay, okay,
0: okay. What about a top ten pick? But I mean, like a, a guy who's like he is definitely a game changer. I don't know if they have those anymore. Even as good as Chase Claypool is, I don't. I, he wasn't exactly that in college, or they didn't use him in that.
2: Yes, way. he was.
0: I liked him, but he was, he was, quite he was good. one of the best receivers in the nation
2: sure. when he was in college. Jared and I moved him into his dorm. I mean, yeah. Come on. Fun fact, yeah, I actually some have a buddy good. who went to a Nike like, camp yeah. with Chase Claypool.
0: So, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Nick. Jared, know. Nick. Uh, well.
2: Everybody here has met Chase Claypool. Yeah, hey, probably. we all know it's Chase <laughs> come on the show. My neighbor actually met Chase Claypool as well, like, randomly down in California. So I think that's funny. Wow. What I'm saying is is that <laughs> they just don't there have that many top ten picks on their roster,
0: you know, outside of what was Quentin Nelson in the safety. So I, I think that there's, they just got to find ways to use the talent that they have, especially when you're a team that seems to not have any. So.
3: It boils down to recruiting. Yeah, me. Recruits will get them better draft picks, and it will help them compete with the, the Alabamas of the world. Until they get a lot of five-star I mean, recruits like I the SEC mean, does. It's Brian Kelly can only do so much. I feel like, I mean, obviously recruiting is on him too, but that's a separate.
2: Discussion. We got it. We got to recruit from Georgia. That's where Kyle Hamilton's from. We got to go down to Georgia a little bit more mm-hmm.
3: specifically.
0: There's always to... the excuse. No, Georgia's <laughs> like
2: the second, a uh, top three football state, but probably behind Texas and California.
0: Yeah, probably. But there's always the excuse that Notre Dame is like this. It's cold weather. It's academic. It's got the Catholic umbrella over it. it. You know how hard is it? Shut up. You got to win some football <laughs> at some point. I don't care. It Other is hard. When was the last time po-
2: Stanford won a national championship? Every team has different. When was the last time Vanderbilt won a national championship? They're not <laughs> in on Duke. the football. They're not buying <laughs> into
0: their football program the same way Notre Dame does. Anyway, more, know, parody, has more parody has happened. More parity has happened in uh, the league, the college football so far. Oregon, Florida, Notre Dame, Arkansas, Texas A&M all fell this weekend. Clemson is unranked. Ohio State has already lost a game. Um, You know, Cincinnati is climbing up the ranks now at number five. So, it begs the question, who are the dark horse sleeper teams that can make the playoffs this year? Bart?
3: Yeah, so... I'm trying to be a little bit interesting. I will just start right off and say that there's like a sub two percent chance of this happening. But I'm gonna go tenth <laughs> ranked, five and zero, BYU. That's my that's my pick. There's obviously, a high I I, I don't I don't think so. No, because you know what though? First of all, there's anti group of five bias, and second of all, Cincinnati was, would have to lose first. Uh, and I don't true. think I sure. think that's pretty <clears throat> unlikely. But I do think BYU running the table is pretty likely, and obviously they would need to do that. Uh, I mean, they don't have, like, very many tough games left. Interesting stat I saw looking at this. They play Boise State. Boise State is 2-3 and three right now. They haven't had a losing season since their second season of existence in 97. Interesting thing. Wow. So, they're kind of bad this year. Baylor will probably be their toughest game, but probably nothing crazy. And then, again, yeah, we were talking about USC earlier. USC... Um, has been up and down this year, so who knows if that'll be a tough game, but I could definitely see BYU running the table. But still, I mean, Cincinnati would need to lose, and then the SEC would only need to get one team in, which, I just, like I said in our predictions the other week, I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm not saying it's out of the question. It's in the realm of possibility, just pretty unlikely. So that's my, that's my dark horse, mm-hmm. BYU.
2: Okay, yeah. So I'm I'm next. I also I also said BYU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> look because they're basically the best team in the Pac-12 right now. They've beaten they like beaten up the Pac-12. Uh, and if like think about this, if if Arizona State, um, who's only lost as a BYU right now, um, let's say they ran the table and won the Pac-12, which is is likely, like is is a possibility, then that would look that would look great for BYU. They beat the Pac-12 champion. Um, they're in the top 10 already, and they get the nationwide respect, I think, that other group of five teams don't. Like, they won a national championship in 1984. Um, so I think it's definitely possible. My my actual answer, I didn't want to wax poetically again about this team, but it's Texas. They just got Ugh. ranked this week, and I have no idea why. Like, their loss is early in the season to Arkansas. Yeah, it was a bad loss, but they're playing OU this weekend. I'm booking it right now that, right now. They win that game. And my bucket it originally when they hired Steve Sarkisian was that they were going to play in the big 12 title game. And I'm feeling as confident as ever in that. So I really think Texas, man, like the big 10 is, has a lot of good teams, but they're all going to eventually lose, except for maybe one of them. Sure. Maybe the SEC team. Sure. Maybe the SEC gets another team in there. I think Cincy's really the kind of the roadblock to getting a big 12 champion in there at this point, a one loss Texas at that point. So, um, no, I really think it's Texas, though. Not, hey, not even like Jared,
1: lying. by the transitive property, considering the Georgia-Arkansas game, Texas would have lost by 56 points to Georgia. Yeah. So <laughs> That's fine. Thinking I'm, not, I'm not picking them to be champions just to make it. Fair. Fair.
2: <laughs>
1: well, anyway, I also picked... B- no, I'm kidding. I didn't pick you B- <laughs> B- no. B- no. is a BYU sponsored podcast where you thought we were Catholics. No, we're, we're all, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I picked Kentucky. Um, I think obviously I, Mm, (laughs) last week I had Arkansas in my playoff, uh, in my, in my top four. So now I got (laughs) to hop on a new hype train. Um, but honestly, (laughs) Kentucky is blessed by an easy schedule. Um, their remaining games are against and, you know, try to pick out who is not like the others. LSU Georgia, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Vandy New Mexico State, Louisville um, So obviously wow. besides Vandy uh, pretty easy but But by like SEC standards that's a pretty good schedule. Obviously Georgia's the big remaining game. Um, so I see two scenarios where they make the playoffs um, one where they somehow beat Georgia and make the SEC championship. Um, even if they lose in the SEC championship, which I, I can't see a scenario where they beat both Georgia and Bama, um, like that would probably be enough. Georgia wins against Georgia and Florida to get them into the playoff. So it's not totally out of the question, you know, Georgia's look good, obviously, but Kentucky did beat a team that had played up to Bama. So who knows? Um, and the other scenario is that Kentucky loses to Georgia, but plays them like semi tight. And then if all the other conferences collapse, which they're really trying to, um, who's to say that Bama, Georgia, and Kentucky don't? all
3: no. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the, the
1: nightmare that's, scenario for. That's Paul sure. Feinbaum's dream. <laughs> yeah.
3: the four the four SEC team playoff is really yeah, exactly yeah. a true playoff.
1: Yeah. Uh, but right. <laughs> so I, I think it's I think it's uh, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh,
4: I'm I'm next. I'm going with the University of Michigan, mm. um, and mm. I think that. <clears throat> First off, this weekend, they broke an important streak under Harbaugh. They had been 0-11 as an underdog um, under Harbaugh, but they were an underdog Wisconsin this week, which really? shouldn't have been the case in the first place. <laughs> and they won. But I think that that is you know, an important, like at least, like mental hurdle to clear for them. Um, but aside from that, I think like Michigan looks pretty legit this year. Uh, their defense has been really good. They haven't allowed more than 17 points in a game. Um, their offense has been excellent as well, despite when they played, I think, a pretty good Rutgers team. Uh two weekends ago at this point uh Cade McNamara seems to be doing a really good job at quarterback two of their last three are against Penn State and Ohio State which are brutal but I think that they have a shot in both um yeah. and if they even if they split those and can get into the Big Ten Championship and win I don't think mm-hmm. it's out of the question um mm-hmm. that they would make it into the playoff uh I a few others also Kentucky down I'm very excited about that one uh I think that yeah, you know how good could Georgia really be? Like they can they can Are you kidding? <laughs> yes. Of course I'm kidding. Um and then I had two like not really dark horses. Um but I think both Cincinnati and Iowa I would consider favorites to make the playoff at this point. So I think that like in the scheme of things, like the fact that they are favorites, I think, to make the playoff at this point is good. And I know Jared hates Cincinnati now, but I really <laughs> yeah. like them and I wanted to see them go far. Yeah, so, I want
2: Temple had, to beat them this week.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then what does that say about ND? Have, have we've, any we've of already we, said yeah. we've
2: already said we all we need to say about them this season. So I don't mm-hmm. care what it says.
4: <laughs> have any of you heard of the Kali Matrix? Yeah, Jared wants Notre of to tank just
2: so, so we get a good draft pick next year. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Bart, the col- the Kali Matrix. Yeah, I mentioned it because Michigan was ranked as the best team in that last week. Now I see that they're number two behind Georgia, but I definitely think there's some merit to this. It's supposed to be like a bias-free, like it's literally just formulaic, no human input at all as far as I know. But interesting oh, thing that apparently has some respect around, uh, you know, <clears throat> pundits. So... <laughs>
2: Also, also, Lucas, do you actually think that it was a mental barrier that they hadn't – or like a mental hurdle they had to get over about being an underdog? I don't think the players or coaches ever know that they're Vegas underdogs. I think they look at the rankings, and that's it.
4: Maybe, but like, I don't know. I think there's <laughs> I think that's at least a probably You hear narratives and stuff like that. Jared's still hurt by the
1: Thursday. Not not made, not made made up. (laughs) Not like
2: made up. Made up mean like it's like a stupid stat where it's like, oh, the last time they played in 1949, they lost. You know what I mean? It's like one of those game stats. Yeah, but like, oh, it's a
4: simple stat. If anybody knows who is expected to win and lose, it's no, but Vegas. Excluding any certain
3: game, money is involved, Jared. So those predictions are actually very reliable usually yeah why do you not, think they were not when it not when it came to
2: minnesota not when it came to minnesota, <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> okay well
3: even, How much did even they know there even bo- know boat rowers football. even boat rowers have an off day here and there and i'm sorry
0: yeah <clears throat> um as far as i i don't have a uh what's it called egg in this basket or whatever um I don't I picked Kentucky as well mentally when when Aiden said Kentucky I was like that's a great pick as it went over. I'm just going to talk about this and Lucas you disrespected me in a way. Saying that they have a chance in both of their last two games against my guys Penn State and Ohio State is laughable. I'm going to book this right now. We can we can check back on November 28th. Ohio State will beat Michigan by 15 or more. And as as we get closer I might bump it up to 20. <laughs> But I, I'm just saying it's it's gonna be. Uh, there's there's no. Ohio shot. State there's does no. have
2: the the second best offense in the nation right now in yards per game. Yeah. I think last time you I bet,
0: checked. You bet your bottom dollar we do. Only <laughs> reason they lost to
3: Oregon is because they turned it over a lot, right? Yeah,
0: they would have lost to
2: Stanford.
4: <laughs> Ohio State's got a brutal schedule, though. They have they do. Penn State. Easy. They have Penn State. Easy. Michigan State. Way too easy. And Michigan.
0: Cakewalk. Still.
4: Those are three top 11 teams.
0: Okay. Road to the playoffs. Here we come. It sounds great to me. We beat the number four, the number 11, the number nine team. I'll take it. Okay. okay. I'll book this right now. Ohio State runs out. <laughs>
4: Okay. I want to see them win those three games but <laughs> drop one to Purdue or something
0: like that. Like, yeah. kind of like, oh, that would be a <laughs> fun <I do>.
2: scenario. <laughs>
0: Nebraska's uh, well, going to be uh, the closest uh, game out of those.
2: Oh my goodness. Be, I couldn't agree the more.
3: Spiciness is just... I know. Why? Calm down. Know. He, got really, <laughs> he
0: heated me up after uh, Ohio State. <laughs> the uh, no, no, Michigan take. Excuse me. <laughs>
1: well anyway thank you for listening um if you haven't listened yet to our nfl episode this week go go block out the next 30 40 minutes on your calendar right now go back press play on that if you thought this episode was good it it wasn't compared to that one it was way better this was nothing compared to it um okay wow tear tear ourselves down wait a
3: minute (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> we did not sign up. off on this.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is, is not is speaking for himself
0: and not I, the I speak for the, speak for the group, okay? I speak yeah. for the pod. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> and as always, follow us on Twitter at YouThoughtSport, on Instagram, on TikTok, all the social medias, and we'll be back next week. uh Yeah, see you then.